Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Sup? We're so glad to have each and every one of you joining us this week and all the different weeks that you view. Um, this week's question came from one of our email interactions with different people, which we always love to hear from you guys. So keep uh, reaching out to us. Again, you can reach us at info, I-N-F-O, at broadwaycoc.com. That's the easiest way. You can comment below videos, all those sort of things. But there at the email is the easiest way to reach us. And someone wanted us to discuss a verse and a story and then maybe the concept behind it. But where John the Baptist is now in prison and he's sending some of his followers, some of his disciples to Jesus to go, are you really the guy that we were waiting for? Matthew 11, you're going to read it, read the passage for us. Okay, where should we start? Just from the beginning? Sure. All right, Matthew 11, starting in verse 1. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. And as they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. There you go. So, here was John. He was a prophet. And he gets a lot of press, especially in Luke's gospel. Yeah. And um, and he's not just a prophet; he's also related to Jesus. Yeah, Jesus' cousin. Okay. Um, so why is John asking this question? He's supposed to be big stuff. Well, yeah, major players in um, God's plan throughout history have doubted, hesitated, had trouble pressing forward. John was okay. suffering a lot of stuff. <clears throat> he was in prison. Um, he didn't know what his outcome was going to be, but it didn't look good. And it wasn't good in the end. Yeah. So he was struggling as a human being and wanting reassurance that Jesus really was the one and that he hadn't wasted his time because things didn't seem to be going mm. right. So he did... Now, this, have doubts. This is the same John who, like, had given up whatever home life and all the goods and things he had to go live in the wilderness and proclaim, you know, the news about the coming Messiah and to already getting who knows how many scraps with people telling them to repent and fix yes. their lives. And he said, behold, the Lamb of God looking at Jesus. Yeah. He baptized <clears throat> him. He heard the Holy Spirit, the voice of God, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is a guy who's already dedicated a lot of his life to what he knew at the time to be true. Mm-hmm. But now he's in a season or in a down period. I mean, yes, he's struggling. He's suffering. Okay. He needs reassurance. Um, so, could we say that even for prophets and apostles, it's normal to doubt? Mm. I mean, you look at Peter. Yeah. Before the death and resurrection, denying Jesus three times. Yeah. Certainly he was having his doubts. Yeah. Well, I mean, we go back to Elijah. 
I mean, go back to the Old Testament great prophets. Sure. I mean, even he struggled and ran away when times got hard and God kind of had to call him out and strengthen him. So doubt sometimes competes with faith, Hmm. but doubt does not mean that we are not faithful. Okay. I give an example of Mark chapter 9. Okay. And you've got the story about this guy with the boy that had the demon. Mm-hmm. And uh, go down toward the end of that story. Um, go to verse 22 and read 22. a couple of verses there. Okay. Mark 9, 22. It says, <clears throat> And it has often cast him into the fire and into the water and to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. All right, so there in that verse, you have the the competition inside the mind of this man. Mm. If you look at his question, if you can do anything, help him. Yeah, have compassion. And and you needed to reread that next verse. Jesus says, if, you, if can. you can do anything, what do you mean saying if? So you need yeah. to read it like that. Yeah. Because it's almost like one of those question mark, exclamation point, question mark. It's, yeah. Yeah. Jesus is saying, what do you mean if I can do anything? Yeah. Everything's possible to them that believe. Okay. And the guy is honest enough to say, I believe, but there's doubt competing with yeah. my belief. Did the guy's son get healed or get the demon taken out or not? He did. He did. Yeah. Jesus answered the prayer of a man, the plea of a man that was tinged with doubt. Mm. Because still, the man chose to trust in Jesus, even though he had doubt. Okay. So going back to John, when he expressed this moment of doubt, and is that, yes. I mean, is that what it is? Is it him showing doubt? I think it is. Okay. So then is it a difference in full-on doubt or asking for verification or trying to seek out verification? I think we're playing semantic games. Ah, okay. So um, the word diakrino is the Greek word for doubt. And it's very interesting because that word is used in different ways in different passages. Sometimes it means to make a decision or make a judgment. And sometimes it means to hesitate. Mm. or waver okay or doubt it's it's talking about a person whose own thoughts are contradicting each other mm. on one side his or her thoughts is saying this but on the other side he or she is arguing with himself see they're saying yeah, yeah but what about this and he's yeah but this i know this is right but yeah but what about this and so there's a battle going on in the mind of this person and it's it's a wavering, hesitating, mm. you know, I want to do this, and I know this is the right thing, but... I, I kind of hear that playing out, going back to the story of Peter being called out under the water. On the one hand, he sees Jesus walking, and he knows Jesus' power. Mm. On the other hand, he's a fisherman, and he knows how storms and water work. Mm. And so he kind of has enough belief to step, but then enough doubt to start to sink. Yeah. So it's of that two minds playing out in a very physical way there. We're going to go to your favorite book next. Which one? The book of Jude. Ah, okay. 
and we're going to look at Jude uh, 21 and 22. And here's our word, diacrino, doubt, or okay. you can translate it a different way. Go ahead. So 21 and 22 of Jude, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life, and have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. All right, so I would I would not say save others because in the way I read this text, have mercy on those that doubt, save them, meaning those that doubt, mm. snatching them out of the fire. Okay. So doubting does not mean you're beyond mm. salvation. You've got numerous examples of faithful people who doubted. Yeah. But doubting or wavering or hesitating or being wishy-washy for a little bit in your own mind. Mm. See, that is normal. Okay. And as something that, that may be a word of encouragement to many people well, out absolutely. there. Absolutely. It is normal. And I, I think we go back to the idea that Faith is a choice. Okay. Um, yes, there is the component of intellectual conviction in faith. Mm -hmm. But sometimes Satan attacks that conviction and makes us waver a bit, mm -hmm. hesitate a bit, yeah. be at odds with ourselves in our own mind, you know. But then we choose to keep on trusting Jesus, even though there's that element of doubt, mm. that is faith, to choose okay. to trust, even when you doubt. That's why that man came to Jesus, <clears throat> says, I'm looking to you to save my son. If you can do anything, help him, you know. And Jesus said, if, and he said, please, I believe, help my unbelief. And Jesus yeah. helped him. So, And so... Maybe that gets into the Jesus' response to John. It wasn't just, well, suck it up and have better faith. You know, just trust me more. He actually gives proofs, so to say. He says, look he, at what's he happening. He reassured this faithful prophet mm. who was fighting with himself, knowing as a human being mm -hmm. that Jesus himself would fight with himself. Father, Yeah, isn't it possible please let this cut pass from me. You know, I don't want to do this. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. You know, you got to do this. Yeah. And he said, okay, I'm going to choose to trust you anyway, and I'm going to do this. Yeah. So it's that element of knowing that in flesh we have struggles, we have doubts. Jesus was able to answer that in a way that would reassure his human prophet, you know, mm -hmm. kind of understanding our mind. Yes. Okay. Another passage I think is really helpful here, and this same word, mm -hmm. diacrino, appears in it. James 1, Okay. starting in verse 5 and reading down through, well, I'll tell you when to quit. Okay. <clears throat> if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. 
All right, and that word double-minded occurs again in James 4, 8. Mm. And he's talking about a person that is fighting with themselves in their mind. I would not translate that doubt, diacrino in that passage. I would say, let him ask in faith without wavering, mm. without hesitating. Not meaning that unless you have no doubt. Mm. See, the word sometimes means wavering, hesitating. So this is where we have, you know, definition one and two sort of thing. Yes, we have these legitimate definitions that this word is found in. If you look in an Art and Gingrich or Gingrich and Danker or whatever, the most um, erudite lexicon that we have. Yeah. And they'll tell you that there are all these different possibilities and there are these. One of the possibilities is hesitating in your own mind, wavering in your own mind. Okay. So in the context of James, he's talking about the rich and the poor in this conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. And somebody says, well, I need to ask God for his wisdom. There's, there's two ways you can do that. One is you're really seeking scripture to justify your own actions. Okay. And the other is you really, totally, honestly, you just want to know what God has to say. Yeah. See? So, so one is you're wanting verification of what you already have decided. Right. The other is you're looking for God's answers. Yeah, truly. Okay. And so I think that in that passage, if you're going to ask God for wisdom, then ask honestly, without hesitation. In other words, without saying, you know, in your own mind, I just want the answers <laughs> that... that yeah. That will prove my case. You right. really want God's wisdom, whether it convicts you of sin or not. Okay. So there's no hesitation. There's no wavering. You really want God's wisdom. Mm. In other words, if you're not seriously asking for my wisdom, if you're hesitating or wavering or just trying to justify yourself, don't do that because you're double-minded. Yeah. So I guess going <clears throat> back to, because some people read that passage and go, Never have any doubts. Doubts are bad. That That's not what... I don't believe that's yeah. what that passage says at all. This is getting more at have your doubts, but when you ask for answers, genuinely seek them. Be honest. Be, yeah. be, be, be clearly, without hesitation, saying, Lord, wherever the chips fall, I want your wisdom. And if I have to change because of that, I will change. That's not okay. being double-minded. That's being... I'm choosing to let God say whatever he wants to say to me instead of, yeah, I'm asking for your wisdom because that's what you're supposed to do, but I really don't want to hear this. You know, I really don't want to hear that. Yeah. So it still comes back to almost a, an attitude of submission. It's definitely that an attitude of submission. Um, You know, that, that um, passage in Jude Mm-hmm. I would be tempted to translate it, you know, um, instead of those that doubt, those that waver, those that hesitate, mm. those that are iffy in their own mind or yeah. fighting against themselves in their own mind. Right. Because that's one of the legitimate meanings of diacrino, this word that right. appears. So, so to go back to John and then maybe how we can see that in us, it is legitimate, normal perfectly fine, whatever, to have those moments where even if you have had a deep, strong faith, something happens that kind of shakes you. And so you go looking for verification. Yeah. Is there anybody out there that 
has never had those moments. Well, I certainly have, and I, you have. I guarantee I have, and, yeah. And, and yet we have chosen yeah. to continue to trust in Jesus mm. because we believe that is the position that is most uh, substantiated for our lives, and that's mm. what we need to do. And in these, in these moments of wavering, we hang on, and that's faith. That is faith right there. Does that mean... You know, and I can answer this. You can. Answer, does that mean that between the two of us, or individually, we have every question answered? No. Like you, you know, down to the detail, all the stuff that you've ever wondered about. No. No, of course not. I guarantee. If we started listing out the questions <clears> that it's <throat> like, oh, when I get before God, I'm going to ask Him this. We could probably write, I don't know, a couple hundred, because <laughs> that's the nature of things. But I guess this would be going back to like Luke's purpose in writing or what John says at the end of his gospel, the purpose was to tell us enough to convince us, to give us those details, right? To give us the basis and enough confidence to choose to mm. follow Jesus. And faith is a choice. It's not just pure intellectual conviction. It is a choice that we make, even when Satan causes us to waver. Mm. So John wasn't sinning when no. he sent those guys there. I don't think so. Mm -mm. And it's normal to have doubts, but where we get into trouble is when that wavering causes us to no longer genuinely seek the answers. Where we get into trouble is where the wavering causes to choose not to trust Jesus anymore. Hmm. Okay. Remember yeah. that the... the the soul is made up of the intellect, the emotions, and the will. Mm -hmm. And the will yeah. is the core of the soul because it is the one that makes choices. Right. We will be judged on our choices. Yeah. We will not be judged on the all of the thoughts that tried to influence our choices. Yeah, or we, that would be, we'd all be out of the or game. Or <laughs> all of the emotions that try to influence our choices. Mm. We will be judged on the choices we actually make. Yeah. And so it is the choosing to trust yeah. and to keep following Jesus. That is the, the core of what faith is. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, just as clarifying... That you don't have any doubts. Yeah. All it, of us will have doubts. And it doesn't mean that we have a balance sheet of good choices, bad choices. It comes down to, did we choose to follow Jesus? Yeah, and are we continuing to choose to follow yeah. Jesus? No matter when we stumble, we get up and we keep continuing to choose yeah. to follow Jesus. Okay. So, doubts are normal. It's what you do with them. That's going to be your choice. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So hopefully that's a little bit of encouragement for those of you out there. And if you do have questions, maybe some of those things that cause doubt in your life, by all means. Yeah, let me say this before we close. Hmm? Many of you out there are afraid to ask mm. those questions that reflect those doubts. Yeah. Because you're afraid other people will think badly of you for doubting. Yeah. But there is no question that you should be afraid to ask because, you know, those questions can be addressed. And um, 
the answers given are at least as good, probably better than any answer that other people will give you. Mm. So don't be afraid to ask questions. I think some people feel like it's forbidden mm. to ask oh, yeah. any question that might reflect your doubt. That's crazy. We need to be open to all questions and help people struggle through that and keep trusting. Yeah. So there we go. Hopefully that helps. And we'd love to have these conversations to continue with you because take heart. Even John had his own doubts and he made it through. <laughs> Sometimes I've got my doubts about you, Jed. I knew there was a joke but, somewhere in here. <laughs> but I keep trying to be kind to you anyway. We're glad you are with us in these conversations and we look forward to the next one. Y'all have a good week. Bye.